Oh, who did I, who did I call someone an asshole? asshole? You said, hey, assholes. You said, oh, yeah, I was, okay. Yeah. Well, but, oh, no, 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 no. But in context, Jonathan, I was talking about our listeners. Right. Oh, okay. So that, you know, okay. I mean, that makes that track. Well, he hasn't finished the jackpot trilogy <laughs> yet, but okay. Do, check out the check out pattern recognition for once in your life, Jonathan. Fine. Just for once. I'm sorry. For once in your life, would you check out the book Pattern Recognition? Would it kill you just once in your life to read the book Pattern Recognition by William Gibson? I mean, what if it's an animal in the bushes about to eat me? Yeah, it might kill you then. Yeah. Or you could get a paper cut, you get a paper cut in the wrong spot, you know, yeah. off you go. Also, mm-hmm. Billy Idol in uh, 1993 released an album called Cyberpunk. There you and go. I like Ooh. I like that album a lot. Oh, I, I don't think I've actually <laughs> listened to. Oh, no, wait, that's the one with Shock to the System on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's Shock no, to it, the system. It's no cradle of love, but what are you going to do? Jonathan, oh, yeah. what do you prefer? Shock Adam to the system. Chains. You, pr- you prefer cradle of love or shock to the system? Is it called cradle of love or rock the cradle of love? Uh, it's not on this I think album. it's just cradle of love is the yeah. title. Cradle of love. It's no white wedding, but you know. Cradle of love is from the album Charmed Life. Sure, sure. Whereas White Wedding is from a different album. You guys <laughs> Where, remember White Wedding? When did White Wedding come out? Yeah. Might be, it might be this year. Ooh, it's a long album. 71 minutes. Charmed Life? Uh, no, um, Cyberpunk. Uh, White Wedding came, but it's out, cool. came out in 1982. Timothy Leary is in a Cyberpunk album. Oh, cool. On one of the last tracks. <laughs> oh, 1993, no religion tour. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. So White, White Wedding came out in October of 1982, so we've missed it. We'll do now. We just have to wait for Shock to the System coming to come out. In the... Oh, or I guess we can wait for Cradle of Love first. Cradle of Love will come out anyway. It says Jonathan, here that you love uh, Billy. Billy Idol. It's... Billy Idol read uh, Neuromancer. That he also read Neil Stevenson's me. Snow Crash. Sure, neither of those. Oh, that one's me. cool too. That yeah, one's I cool think it's too. Snow Crash. I, it is cool. I think it's the. I think it's the the worst Neil Stevenson novel, though. Wow. Okay, I, uh, Jonathan. Well, it's, it's the only one I've read. So, Jonathan, um, maybe yeah. that makes me an idiot. But... No, no, not not at all. <laughs> we, look, I mean, we maybe. have <laughs> we have some. We have some Garfields to talk. Okay, oh, okay. number one, okay. if only right. having talk read... About, you don't want to talk about no. the Baroque cycle? You don't want to talk about Anathem? Well, I was going to say, we have some Garfields to talk about. But first, okay. I'd like to hear your all-time ranking of Neil Stevenson novel, novels from best to worst. I'm still working on it. I'm still working but, on it. But An- also, Anathem's definitely at the top, though. I haven't read Anathem. But also, I haven't read Snow Crash either. Uh, if only having read Snow Crash makes you an idiot, it's at least an easy problem to fix. Like, you know, just read the Baroque cycle. Yeah. Um, right. I, 
I would like to, Jonathan, though, I'd, yeah. li- I'd, I'd like to hear your your tentative ranking of the best Neil Stephenson autumns, uh, novel, the, the best Neil Stephenson <laughs> novels, you know, from number one to five, at least. Oh, gosh. I don't know if that's going to be. Anathem's okay. number one. Anathem's number one. I haven't I know, read Cryptonomicon's Anathem. probably in the top five. Cryptonomicon's all right. Sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe fall. I don't know. I haven't read fall. I don't think. Uh, yeah, he likes the lives. One thing I'll tell you about my cousin Jonathan, he loves the Baroque cycle. I do. I do. People love ask the me cycle. about Jonathan. I'm like, well, he to, loves does the, the Baroque, Baroque, Baroque cycle, cycle count as one or three? three novels? Jonathan, it's a cycle. It's oh, then I put the uh, then I put uh, the confusion. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or you I know mean, what I like? I like. Uh huh. I forget what the I like the Dream Cycle by H.P. Uh, oh. Lovecraft. His oh. Dream Cycle. That was uh, pretty cool. I'd like to hear about that. Yeah, I'd like to hear. I'd like to. Hear uh, although that. Jonathan. Do you think the Baroque cycle should count as one novel, three novels, or potentially eight novels? Because I'm pretty sure that Quicksilver is three separate books. Quicksilver, that's the confusion the is called. two separate books, and System of the World is three separate books. So yeah. in a way, it's eight novels. Right? Can I? Can I where, where do you? Where do you? Where do you? Where do you put Clank in there? Does Clank count as a book? I'm not familiar with Clank. That was no. that was a Kickstarter project he, that he started. I'm not familiar with it's like a VR mm-hmm. sword fighting game that just turned into vaporware. Uh, I think. I'm not. I'm not familiar with Clank. Okay. Uh, Clang, maybe maybe Clang. I listened to. He had a recent one which I listened to as an audio book, and I don't remember what it was called, but it was fine. Was it the Rise and Fall of Dodo? No, I haven't listened to that. Because that one's song. fine. Uh, this one was also fine. It was, you know, anyway, thank you for listening and good night. <laughs> oh, was it Termination Shock? Termination Shock. Yeah. That's what it was. It was I haven't fun. read that one yet. Well, it's, well, do you like fine things? I do. Well, you might like this one then. It's fine. All right. It had some good bits. And then I was a little bit like, I, okay, I, I would like this to be over now. And then it had some yeah. other good bits, you know. Anyway, what were is we it, talking about? A thing for bits. Uh, what were we talking about? I love Liam bits. Conrad. I love bits, Jonathan. I love bits. Bits and bobs, you know. Um, Gunsmoke. Uh, okay. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. Is this one of the ones with Lisa Dupe? My name is Christopher Winter, <laughs> and I am Jim Davis. My name is Jonathan Gibson. I'm Jim Davis, and my pronouns are he, him. My my name is Michael Kusmanoff, and I am Jim Davis. Hmm. All right. Jonathan, Michael. Oh, Today, it's no. Friday. Oh, okay. No, you do it. <laughs> do I mean, you can do it. I'm it's fine Friday, January 4th, 1985. And today we're reading the 2392nd ever Garfield strip. And this, this strip is not an archetypal cyberpunk hero's journey i don't think well ooh, no it's not but nobody mentioned the diamond age i remember the diamond age that I'm, honestly fine. i'm not sure if i've read that or not it's fine uh yes it's moments anyway um listeners look i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna uh, spoiler alert you know trigger warning this one seems to reference <laughs> Comedian Rodney Dangerfield. 
So Ooh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let guys, you know. Guys, I'm not hearing you. Oh shit. So hear me. Friends, uh Mike, we can we can hear you. Yeah. Anyway. Um panel one. I'm just gonna jump in. We gotta get this over with here. Panel one, John Arbuckle is there and he's saying to Garfield and Odie, Okay, guys, I have a new rule, a new house rule. And Garfield and Odie are sitting in the easy chair and that's that's what's happening in panel one. Gar- John's looking over the back of the easy chair and Garfield and Odie are looking at John and they're in the easy chair. And John says, okay, guys, I have a new rule. And that's panel one. The primary characters featured to recap are John Arbuckle, Garfield the cat and Odie the dog. The location is John's house. From right to left. They're on an easy chair. Garfield and John, Garfield and Odie are. John's looking over the edge and he says, okay, guys, I have a new house rule. And they're looking at him and that's panel one. The implication is that he will say what the rule is. Yeah. Jonathan, would you like, would you like me to continue describing panel one? No, that's all right. I'll take over. So in panel two, uh, everything is as, as it was before. It's the same identical drawing, basically. Same as it, same as it ever was. Yes. We can hear you. Yeah. Yes. All right. We can. Sorry, my tech isn't isn't no great. Eh, what can you do? You know, I blame <laughs> God. Um, Chris, Chris, come on, there's, there's no God. Uh, wow. All right. So in panel two, it's just, like <laughs> I said, it's the same drawing, but John is elucidating the rule now. He says, "From now on, no pets are allowed on the furniture." Mm. And then panel no three. Pets. Yeah. Now, now, just to clarify, the pets in this situation are Garfield, who is a cat, and Odie, who is a dog. And they're the pets of John Arbuckle, who is the guy behind who is the a human. chair. He's a human. He's human. a human man. Yeah. Yeah. John uh, the human, they call him. They call That's what they call him. Um, and the final panel, John is there in Garfield and Odie. The Garfield and Odie are still in the chair. They're laughing. They're laughing up a storm. Odie says, harf, harf, harf. And Garfield says, <laughs> it's a wah, of ha, ha, and arf. ha. Yeah, I like harf, harf, harf. That's harf, great. Harf. Yeah. And they're just, they're covering their eyes. They're crying with laughter. Their mouths are wide open. And wah is what Wario says. So we could, we get to bring up Wario. Yep. Mm, wah. Wah. Yeah. Um, and John Arbuckle is looking at the audience. He's kind of got his hand on his head. I wonder if Wario is on the list of real world entities. Looks dejected (laughs) and says, I don't get no respect, which as listeners know, I don't get no respect is a famous famous catchphrase, which Wario says. (laughs) He says, wah, I don't get no respect. Yeah, that's it. I don't you know. Wario no and Garfield respect. would probably get along. They they probably both like lasagna. And I uh, think that would make a really good premise for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think their roommates? Uh-huh. Look at this. Their roommates. I'm with you so and far. And they get along really well. <laughs> because <laughs> because of their mini. It's the reverse odd couple. Yeah, reverse the reverse odd, odd couple. couple. The, the well matched couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're both agents of chaos. They both love lasagna, you know. Um, Wario has a motorcycle. Does Wario have a motorcycle? Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah, he rides a hog. Some, some I'm not games. really familiar with Wario, if I'm being honest. Where does he come very from? Very disappointed. Where does he come from? He yeah. Was the, they never really. What's his they don't origin really get story? Into that. Because he's like a reverse Mario. So what happened? Yeah, I can. Is I mean, it I like can, I can link you to some like YouTube videos to watch? Is I don't. Subject. Is Wario? Is he Mario's <laughs> shadow shadow self? Like, is it a Jungian thing? Like, okay, here's what I'm asking. I think it's basically a young young. You know, thing. we all have we all have shadow selves. We all have you know dark natures and impulses that we try to control. Everyone's got a doppelganger. Yeah. Sure. Did Mario, aka Mario Mario, did he repress his dark urges and deny them? Did he deny his shadow self to such an extent that it instantiated in the world as an external? It's kind of, like, kind of a, a dark half situation. Yeah, that's what I'm asking, basically. Like, yeah, is I think Mar- that's exactly it. Wario entered the world because Mario wasn't able to reconcile himself, his good side and his bad side, you know? Like yeah. his shadow side. Is well, that the story? That sounds right to me. It sounds right. I'm not really an expert in Mariology. Mm. Well, you um, need to, you need is, to be an expert. Which is ep- the study of Mario. You need to be an ep- expert in Mari- Mariology and also Jungian psychoanalysis, yeah. I would think. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this was a gar- There's a lot of overlap there. There's a lot of overlap. And uh, what is John's- Jonathan? Yeah. You, yep. You're an expert in Mari- Mariology and Jungian I psychoanalysis, self described. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's, What's the seems like you're lying? What's the significance of Yoshi? Where does he fit into this? Yoshi puzzle? is a dinosaur uh-huh. that you can ride. Sure. And he's got a saddle uh-huh. and he eats things. And right. then he eats different colors of turtles, and the different colors do different things. Right. Like the red ones turn into fireballs. Uh-huh. Blue ones can make him fly. Yep. Yep. So is he like an Green avatar? Regular turtle shells, I believe. Is he like? A, I forget. Is he like, yellow makes you stomp. I think. Okay. Is he my dog? I had when I was a kid. I named her Yoshi. After it's Yoshi a good name. It's a good name. It's a good name <laughs> for a yog. Yeah, yog. and you can you can use you can utilize Yoshi and as for like speed running techniques where you get uh-huh. like some extra height out of a jump. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Yoshi is like? an extension or an avatar of Mario or does Yoshi is Yoshi like an independent, you know, does Yoshi have a, a shadow self? Oh, like why Yoshi? Well, is there a why Yoshi? Yeah, there is actually there's Boshi. There? He was in the super Mario RPG. No way. Boshi. Yeah. I did not know yes. that. Yes. Well, let me ask you this. Are, I, the, I, do, the, the chair recognizes Yoshi... Mike Kuzmanoff. Does Yoshi huh. are Yoshi and Odie basically the same archetype? I mean, it, it, we certainly we we all agree that Odie is constantly eating turtle shells and the gaining powers as a result. One thing I forgot to mention, I want to log into the record, is that when you 
when you, in order to get Yoshi to stick his tongue out and eat stuff, mm-hmm. Mario hits him on the on the back of his head with his fist. <laughs> Very violent. Let the record reflect that Mario hits Yoshi on the back of his head with his fist and that it's very violent. Huh. Well, what can you do? Boshi. I did not know about Boshi. Yeah. Well, he lives on Yoster Isle, home of the Mushroom yes. Derby races. I never this played Super, Super Mario. Mario RP. Oh, it's, uh, it was made by Squaresoft back when uh, Squaresoft and Nintendo yeah. got along in the SNES days. I'm, you know, I know it's, I know it's beloved. I, there, are, you know, I, I'm not a stranger to RPGs, but uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them I've missed. This is one of them. Mm. Listeners, according to Jonathan Gibson, uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars is based on the famous Toni Morrison novel *Beloved*. Sure. <laughs> loosely based. Actually, it's based on the novel *Precious* by Sapphire. So <laughs> well, this. So this comic, I got to say, I don't really care for this this week's comic. <laughs> Which comic are we talking about? Okay, if only there the were one, one a week. The, the, the uh, punchline is they're laughing at the end. I, I don't know. The, you're, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think it's like when Bilbo Baggins said he felt thin, kind of stretched like butter. Bread, too much bread. That's what I love this punchline. Yeah. Yeah. It's well bread known. Is cool. It's well known that after you say, I don't get no respect, you have to follow that up with the hilarious one. Right. Maybe it happens to right now. Only one way to find out. Listen, shut up. This one's over. We hate you. It's over. All of that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a podcast. What do you want? This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows.